N-Y-Y-S-T This is New York Yankee Sports Talk Swinging for the fences Knock it out the park This is New York Yankee Sports Talk Christian and Chris Of course SGR This is New York Yankee Sports Talk Call me New York Yankee Sports Talk Record rain and shine Grab your shades and umbrellas N-Y-Y-S-T You're hanging with the fellas Welcome back to this episode 286 of the NYYST podcast. We are live on NYY News TV. I'm your host, Christian. As always, joined by my co-host, Chris. Yo! And SGR. Water. The fellows are back all together again. What's going on, On video. Yeah, we're live. We're on video. Oh, people are going to get to see that sexy face of SGR today, huh? Yeah. (laughs) What up, what up? So uh, everything is good right now, huh? I guess. Yeah. I mean, the, the uh, Yan- I mean, the Yankees are just dick slapping people as they go along here. I mean, it's uh, crazy. It, I know you're older and I know we joke about uh-huh. it, but I'm going to okay. okay. seri- okay. say it in a serious term. Older, okay. Okay. <laughs> older than us. Okay. <laughs> okay. So you're how old? Okay. I'm 38. Uh, okay. Yeah, but you'll age. be okay. 39 this year. That's right. generally how it works, okay? Yeah, yeah. so then and and I'll 40, be all right. I'll 34. Okay. 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 Let him get out of his system. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna I was I almost <laughs> wanted to keep going. <laughs> and Rai, you just turned 30. Oh right? yeah. Yeah. So that yeah. that's a nine year gap from you. Uh-huh. And, uh about a five year gap from me. Uh-huh. That's a big difference when we're talking about the 1998 season. True. Okay. I like where you're going with this. Okay. okay so okay. for you, Christian, you can probably <laughs> remember it to a point where you actually can, like, can you go back and remember, truly remember how dominant that team was? I'm not talking like the highlight reels that you see since we were kids. I'm saying, do you remember living in the moment? No, I'm watching that team dominate. I was 15, bro. I'll be honest with you. I I didn't watch the team the way you do now. Yeah, I mean, I was 15, you know. So you're not a true fan. No, I'm a fake fan. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I didn't know what Woba was when I was 15. Okay. (laughs) All right. So then I think, so then we can all say that this might be it from our, from our memories, our true memory that we can recollect. This okay. might be the most dominant Yankee team we've seen through 60 games of a season. Oh, uh-huh. yeah, sure. Yeah, I, that's pretty. Re- that's pretty remarkable, considering see. where we stood before opening day. Yeah, for right. Sure. For sure. Opening day. Wild. Okay. Are you I'm, still waiting for the other shoe to, to drop? Well, let's let's get through this next 13 games here. This right. is the yeah. big, this, this is the big is the, test right here. Well, do you know the Yankees, by the way, are everyone gives them shit for the schedule, but you know, they're 15 and seven versus teams over 500. Okay. And then did you you know that out of the 30 teams in Major League Baseball, they had the ninth hardest schedule thus far? Oh, that was out of all teams in Major League Baseball. That's because most teams suck, right? Well, I mean, if, if there's only bad teams to beat and you don't beat them, then are you a good team? Uh, yeah, I mean, you're a good team when you beat anyone. 
I mean, the team is 44 and 16 right now. I mean, that's nothing to sneeze at, bro. I, this this is the most incredible run to start a season that I can ever remember. I'm like, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, if you you have to be a little bit older to really understand the, what that 98 team did. I was 15. You know, I watched games that I, you know, I were, you know, I was doing high school shit, working, playing baseball. Drugs. Dr- no, not at 15. 16. Okay. Yeah. I was 12. So I guess what the most recent best Yankee team would be the 09 team, which wasn't close to this. No, well, as far as standings here, no, they were not good for a long time. What what was their record? What was their record through 60 games? Pop that down in the chat too. If you want to chime in, what I'm going to say 39 wins. Okay. 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 Am I close? You're close. It's, uh, it's close. Do you know? Yeah, I'm staring at it. Okay, what is it? Uh, 34, 34, 26. Christian, I thought you were going to chime in. No, and get I'm, a no, I'm saying I know that they weren't very good for a while. Yeah, 34, you remember, 26. It was, I, wasn't it late June when he uh, wow. had to fly down to Atlanta <laughs> and, and they won that one nothing game yeah. on the Cervelli home run? And that was kind of like the turning point for the season in 09. So yeah. they didn't get out of the gate hot. Um, yeah. The 2019 team, I know they failed miserably in the postseason, but that was a 103 win team. But, but it's still they were at. We we pass over that team for some reason with how dominant they were in the regular season. You said because, the 2019 team, yeah, because they failed miserably in the postseason. They were that, well. Um, that was in uh, that was when they lost in the ALCS, right? Game uh-huh. seven, 38, 38 and 22 that year. Yeah, so they're they're on a pace to win what 117 games or something like that right now. Yeah, something uh-huh, around there. Uh-huh. Fucking wild, wild. What I'll tell you, what's really wild is that the event at Yankee Stadium is now less than two weeks away. I mean, it uh, June 25th will be here before you know it. Uh, are tickets still available? Can people still yeah, attend man. this event? Uh-huh. Yeah, you just so, go on uh, Twitter. You go on the Twitter. Yeah, uh-huh. it's easy, you go easy on to Twitter. find, easy to navigate. Click it at NYYST underscore podcast. The link is still there pinned to the profile. Uh, it's going to be crazy, man. I'm, I'm very much looking forward to it. And next week, uh, we will not be live next week because the Yankees are playing Monday night. We're going to have a taped show uh, for everybody. We're going to record Sunday night. And I have a special guest coming on Sunday night. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah you do. Okay. I have a special do, guest right? coming on. Okay. Pro- promise you will not get triggered. Okay. No, I, I might get triggered with him. Oh, you might. Uh, are we gonna? Are we gonna talk about COVID at all? Are we gonna get into politics, or is it just uh, strictly Yankees? COVID. Why are we talking COVID and politics? Oh, because then I might get triggered. I don't think you need to get triggered over that. I'm sure we'll find other things for you to get triggered over. Like I got, like your wife triggered me today. Oh, nobody mentions me on the show. Oh, yeah. oh man. So you yeah. got triggered. I got triggered. You know, she, I should have told your wife, like, you want me to come to your house? I don't even feel like we're friends anymore. The fuck are you talking to my wife? Yeah, you, yeah, you haven't been here in two years. I've lived here. Okay. So, So, there you go. Trigger me. Trigger me, trigger you. Trigger me, trigger you. Watch me, trigger you. Watch me, trigger me, trigger you. So, there. Okay. Now, I mentioned your wife on the show. Okay. Maybe it'll make things a little bit easier for you later this evening. Okay. (laughs) Thanks, bro. (laughs) Doing it for me. Um, I'm doing it for me. 
what else we got to plug we got to get more uh reviews please if you listen uh on apple podcast please take a second subscribe yeah. leave us a five-star rating and review and uh christian's been banging out the patreons the exclusive content yeah, so head over to patreon.com slash m-o-y-s-t and become a patron of the show now you you got to go to patreon.com dude for for it. five for five bucks to hear me fucking let loose for 12 minutes or whatever it is especially after an abomination of the start by Garrett Cole. You know, I, I didn't mean, get to watch your Garrett Cole one. I meant to ask you if you, how uh, intense it was. Uh-huh. So you got it. It's worth the, uh, it's worth the $5 right there. Okay. So we're going to get to Garrett Cole later on in the show. But first, I think the first burning question, and I will also have to shout out my wife okay, because okay. Uh, you know, if I shout out your wife, no shout out my wife. Okay. I'm, uh, I sleep on the couch anyway, so I, really I have nothing you know, else. you set me up to have an easier night later. Yeah. I didn't set, I didn't, I didn't yeah. rebound. You know what? It, I'm used to being the forgotten one. Our special guest next week, he he fucked up on on Saturday. I went, we went to Ernesto Cortez signing. I said, when I'm getting my shit signed, take snap my picture with him, and, and I'll do the same. He fucking didn't. He didn't do it. He didn't do it. And he said, oh, when I sent him the picture. I said, he's, he texted me back. He's like, oh, I forgot to get your picture. I said, I'm used to being the forgotten one. So you, right, met ne- you met Nasty Nestor. Did you shake his hand? Yeah. yeah let's talk Have about that. Have you washed your dude. hands since? Uh, yes, Chris. That was Saturday. It's Monday you night. Shaved. You should have went with a mustache look for him. Yeah, mm-hmm. you should have shaved the, just to the mustache, dude. If he's yeah. honestly, dude, uh, yeah. real nice guy. Uh, cool. But it's such a cattle. You got that bro. at nine seconds? Yeah, huh? real nice guy. You took that from nine seconds. I mean, yeah, yeah, real nice he, guy. Good, good first impression. <laughs> first impression. He smiled. He said, "Thanks for coming out." He shook. Great hands. handwriting. No, I, you can't even make out his name. Wow, yeah. not even good for a fucking good autograph. Well, no, nah, I mean, he signed probably signed five hundred of them that day. Yeah. He better fucking chill, dude. He needs that hand. Yeah, he could be scared than that. There's no way he would have been able to pitch that night. <laughs> 500 yeah, really. autographs, probably three Yanks maybe, minimum. Maybe he was signing righty because he maybe. said he couldn't read it. You couldn't read I, it. I maybe didn't, he didn't pay, I didn't pay that maybe. close attention yeah. to it. Uh, but know. as as things stand today, Nestor Cortez is lined up to pitch the day of the event. Ooh, wow. wow. Look at that. Because Nasty Nestor day. When the we're Yankees there. are uh, keeping Garrett Cole on schedule, and they're yeah. pushing Nestor a day back. So Cole's going to start game one against Tampa tomorrow, and then Nestor's going to pitch oh. Wednesday. It was originally supposed to be Nestor, then Cole, but the Yankees switched it up. So that does line up Cortez to pitch uh, the day of the event. Or if he, they didn't do that, he would have pitched on Nestor Cortez t-shirt nights, uh, night the day yeah. before. But I have a quick would, question for the chat. I want the chat uh-huh. to just respond, and I'll read them as they come in. So I'm taking Jack to a game Thursday. He graduates from preschool. No big Sweet. deal. I tried to tell him it's not a big deal. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's just preschool. Everyone graduates. There's no failing. Yeah, I think that's true. So I'm taking him to a game. We got good seats. And we're getting there early for batting practice, everything. He's been to two other games in his life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh-huh. he doesn't remember them. He wasn't old enough to remember them at all. He won't remember does this, this either. Count, does this Yeah, he's five now. He'll remember it. Yeah, does this count this. as his first game? No. No. Uh-huh. I don't know. I think it's true. Like, kind of really his first at, game. But it's not his first time at Yankee Stadium. 
but uh-huh. it's the first time he remember he'll remember and it's being not his there. first time at a game yeah it's his first time he'll remember being there but jack was at two games you so know? if i tell people and take him to his first game i'm lying you're lying i'm okay. blatantly lying blatantly lying okay just yeah. had to get it out there quick all right okay but if the chat disagrees then we're wrong i uh, will see i'll let you guys know uh-huh so if he bangs a girl in high school, but is blacked out drunk and okay. doesn't remember, then the next girl he bangs, can he tell her that that was his first time? That's a great analogy. <laughs> it's a great analogy. Oh, I, I'll think about it. I like where you're going with it, though. Yeah, it's, uh-huh. it's, it's a good analogy. We you, should, bring it, you bring it into real life we terms. Need, we need scientific uh, scientific poll for this. We need a scientific poll on this one. Yeah. Uh-huh. Please. All right, so... Uh, let's get into the, the uh, meat here. Uh, <clears throat> do we, as NYYST, do we owe Brian Cashman an apology? I have my oh. answer. I have it queued up. I have it ready to go. Okay, so then go. I said before the okay. season started. Your wife is triggered by my analogy, okay? Okay, that's a baby boy, okay? Um, I said before the season started that I will not apologize about anything. I will gladly admit that I'm wrong and I will gladly give an apology. But the only time an apology is due after this offseason is if they win a World Series. Anything less than that, I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll give it to them. If, if they win a pennant, I'll even give it to them because at least it's something to hold on to, right? But until that time, I'm not giving anyone an apology because they can have the greatest regular season in the entire world. And if they don't win at least a pennant, it is nothing different than any other year. No, they brought this up on the broadcast the other day. Does anybody really remember the 2001 Seattle Mariners? No. Why would you? The only, here's the only time mm, right. you remember the Seattle Mariners. It's when someone asks you who the best team ever was, and you say, well, the team with the most wins was the Mariners, but they're not the best because in 98, the Yankees might have won less games, but they won a World Series. That's So right. they're the best. So if the Yankees do continue this ridiculous... What they, Ryan, what's their winning percentage? Like 713 right now? They Something insane like that. At, uh 733. No, 7.33. Which is insane. It's insane. It's ridiculous. So let's say they continue to 700-plus pace that they're playing on, and they lose to the Astros in the ALCS. Does this all, does, what does it mean in the end? You're what just it gonna, means is it's the same exact as any other year. What's but the we're difference? Sitting, but what, right I had now, a better time watching the 162 games that I've watched every single year? Well, you know, because now people want to take bows. People want to come out here and pull takes out from from the offseason where people like me were were saying this was a – if everything broke right, this would be a third-place team. We're 60 games in. This team is 44 and 16. And granted, they have not – they've had – if you look at the people, uh, they've actually ranked the strength of schedule. The Yankees had the ninth hardest strength of schedule so far this year. But they only play bad teams because there aren't many good teams in yeah. in the American League. I so, completely forgot what I was going to say now. Well, mm-hmm. I think this is three tiered, and maybe 
this is this has levels to it because the first thing you can say is fine did we expect this team to be to be just good in general no so you want to say that so far obviously we are very wrong along with a lot of other people sure that's one level of it the second level is you also didn't know they were going to be this good no one in their right mind without any bias is sitting here saying that this team was going to be 44 and 16 after right. 60 games. But no somebody, ha somebody had it first. Uh -huh. Who's that? I don't know. Somebody did. Somebody there, did. Plenty of people taking bows right now. Like, oh, look, you guys are stupid. Uh, I had this. I said they were going to be good. Okay, and the third level is, yeah, we still don't know, and I don't know how to measure this, but there's got to be some type of way. Are they winning because of Brian Cashman or in spite of Brian Cashman? Well, who put the team together? Brian Cashman put the team together, but we talk about this all the time. What was his intent? Was his intent to pass up on Carlos Correa for IKF because he knew that this was the way to go? Was his intent of taking on Donaldson's contract because they felt that he was the missing piece to the puzzle? Was his intent not getting other other another pitcher for this rotation because he knew that Luis Severino would come back healthy and strong and Tyone wasn't going to be have any issues with his lingering uh, injury from last year that Garrett Cole would be dominant, which he hasn't been. Did he know all these things? Are they winning in spite of this or because of him? No, because I it's think it's very difficult for me to say because when he didn't justify any of his actions other than we think we put together a I World think, Series caliber team. I think it's fair to say now, looking back on it, he was right about the rotation. Okay. I'll give him that for sure. I think that one we have to give him now. Because he that came out and addressed that. Right? He came out and said, This is why I'm not getting anyone else because of mm -hmm. this. Yeah. Right? Maybe, but like when it comes maybe, yeah. to Rizzo and people saying, oh, he knew Rizzo, then why did he wait so long to sign him? Why did it take until that night when we started hearing the Cubs were interested again? If Rizzo was the guy, if Rizzo, if you knew Rizzo was the guy, why wasn't he signed immediately? He was a fallback. He was, he was a fallback option. And anyone can't look at me with a straight face with the shortstop pool that was out there and tell me that IKF was the guy that you want on your team to build a World Series caliber team. Uh, he scares me. So for me right now, it's in spite of Cashman, but either way, I will give him an apology if this team wins something. For sure, and I'll be happy to do it. Yeah, because our expectations were, pre were pretty low going into into this year, and they're totally exceeding those, and that's awesome. Like, who, care who cares if we're wrong? I'd rather be yeah, wrong than too. right on this, so. Okay, okay, you were wrong. Okay. Okay. Right, I was right. You were wrong. Okay. You know, Cashman did come on the NYY News Roundtable and did grade himself with an A plus. So that is true. He did believe in himself the whole time. I don't but think if you if you give Cashman truth serum, I don't even he honestly could not tell you he thought this team would be 44 and 16 right now. There's no way. Hmm. There's I, no I way. Know. But you have to look at it like where how are like yes, the Rotation has been great. It has been. Even with Garrett Cole being highly average this year, huh. 
he they, this rotation has been great. You're looking at well, he hasn't been bad. He hasn't been good. He's yeah. been kind of just there. He's had his big games. He's sucked at times. We'll get into that. But you got Sevy coming back, who is pitching like a guy that you would trust to take the ball in the postseason. Nestor Cortez, he had a rocky start against Minnesota, but the guy's ERA is still sub two. Tyone is at a couple of shaky starts back to back. It's hard to kind of grade yesterday's start because the Yankees were up 30 to nothing. And yeah. but, he's, <laughs> uh, but still, he, he wasn't great yesterday. And then, you know, Jordan Montgomery, I mean, this fucking guy, all he does is go out there and pitch. That's what this guy does. It's crazy. He doesn't, he doesn't get an honestly, Jordan Montgomery does not get enough respect from this fan base. Just because he's like this doofus, yeah. fucking lanky, nerdy looking white dude. Nobody give nobody gives him the uh, the attention that he deserves. You can literally cut your fucking arm out, you know, blood everywhere. And take that blood and sign six and a third, two runs every time Jordan Montgomery takes the mound. How often does Jordan Montgomery not give you that type of outing? In fact, think about how great Nestor Cortez has been. Think about how good Sevy's been. Tyone, right? Think about how this that historic run this 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 rotation was on in in that two week stretch before they hit Minnesota. Jordan Montgomery is the only pitcher on this staff that has not allowed a, a has not allowed three earned runs in a game yet this year. That's Damn. crazy. That's insane. And he's finally starting to get some run support too, which is nice. He's, to see. he's gone. He's gone uh, six or more innings in his last four starts. Six, seven, six I, and a third, seven innings. That's great, man. You're getting length out of a guy that you just don't expect he's, to. He's only gone less than five innings twice this year. In, and one of the times I think the Yankees starts. blew the game open, or they had a lot of unearned runs then against him. Uh, was this was uh, he pitched the uh, the six home run game. I said this dude must feel like the first night he ever got laid with the way the fucking yeah. guys are hitting for him right yeah. now. <laughs> that was wild. Never saw anything like that either. So yeah. I mean, the, if you look at this, is what makes me feel a little bit better about this team going into the postseason than in years past. The, this team doesn't win the same way every night, mm-hmm. right? Right. They had the game on Saturday night where they hit they hit six home runs. You know, they end up scoring. I think they won eight nothing or whatever it was. But even <clears throat> even Saturday, even Friday night, frustrating game. It was a brutal game to watch. They were the Yankees and Cubs were combined 0 for 30 runs yeah. scoring, in scoring position. You fucking pluck Jose Trevino off the bench in the 13th inning. Guy gets a <laughs> single win in the game. Comes through. These it. are not games that the Yankees won last year. No, no. You know they do they do these little things. Even even like an IKF, the guy has no home runs. His, his OPS is in the mid 600s, but he finds a way to slash a ball down the right field line. They're driving a couple runs. So, no, I do. I think that it's still hard to say that like IKF was the, that was a, that was a choice that he willingly made. I think we all know the reasons why IKF is on this team. But are we now looking at a situation here where the pieces are fitting? Yeah, maybe. 
Maybe, but if you go back, actually, and I meant to say this, if you go back to an episode like a year or so ago, I said two, one of two things has to change. Either Cashman needs to spend money differently and get the guys that we need to get here, or something has to, has to change on a, on a organizational level with the philosophy of this team. And it has. And it has big time. Now they're still benching guys a lot, which I'm more than okay with if they do it strategically. And they, and it hasn't been too bad because everyone's contributing. But as far as the on play shit goes, this is a completely different baseball team. That are a lot more aggressive on the base pass. They almost seem like they're looser playing the game. Well, that's what happens when you're aggressive like that and you're you're just naturally not so tense. This and you want to know something? The team doesn't mind taking chances and taking risks and failing. Okay. You weren't here last week, okay? But we talked about this. This is a lot you have to credit Aaron Boone for a lot of this. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. And what what's changed in Aaron Boone? Is it just simply now last year? Take 2020 and throw it out the window. A lot of fucked up things happened in 2020 and, and whatever. Last year, was he managing not to lose his job? Maybe. And now he's got this contract. He's got this new contract. He knows he's not going anywhere. Did he have a conversation with Brian Cashman and said, yeah, I want to come back, but I got to be me. I got to be, I got to manage this team the way I want to manage it. Yeah, you can still do whatever, make your inputs and whatever, but I, I need to have a bigger control over how this team is operating on the field. There's a great chance of it, and it's a great theory, and it's one that I would definitely say could very well be true, but taking any theories out of it and just just making one factual statement, that is clearly something's different. This is more of the Aaron Boone we saw when he first got here, right? We're seeing that guy now more than we did in 2020 and 2021, the guy that we defended all the time. I mean, are things like Luke Voigt not being here? Are things like Gary Sanchez not being here? Addition by subtraction. Are these things just those 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 maneuvers? Are they what are, could possibly be contributing to this team being better? You have a full year of a gold glove first baseman. Luke Voigt is a fucking lumberjack over there. He's terrible. Yeah. Uh, don't yeah. think that Rizzo's you know, defense has been a big, big part of, of. Don't think that that doesn't play into how those guys are, might be more aggressive going for balls and, and making and the way they make throws, knowing that Anthony Rizzo's over there. You know, we defended the hell out of Gary Sanchez up until last year, pretty much. But you know, the the Yankee staff doesn't have to be afraid to throw any pitch this year, mm-hmm. and that's what Kyle Gashoka not being a major league baseball player. He's he's just he his OPS coming into the game yesterday was under 400 and he has not had a good defensive year, but he the staff still trust him to a degree that they didn't trust Gary Sanchez. Jose Trevino is one of the best pitch framers in Major League Baseball. And and is Jose Trevino a great player? No, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that he is, but. Is Jose Trevino getting that that magic that 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 rub that guys get when they come here? Mm. That are we riding a little bit of a yeah, magic rubbies. carpet ride? 
Uh-huh. Yanks. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yanks. Sorry. Sorry. It's having a trigger there. Ooh. That, that yeah. some guys get when they come over here. Carpenter. Carpenter's got the, the hypnosis, that trigger, that Shelly Duncan syndrome. Oh, damn. Except he doesn't look like Shelly Duncan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Luckily. Um, you know, we call him Matty Mustache, Matt Carpenter, right? The guy is just coming up every time and he hits bombs. Matty Mason, WB Carpenter. Yeah, he does look just like him. He's, he, he's this guy could this guy could not crack the Texas Rangers. They released him because they weren't going to call him up. And the Yankees were were pouncing on that. What did and this is this is might be where you have to credit Brian Cashman. Yeah. What did you see? What did you see I that mean, you knew that Matt Car and again Matt Carpenter was an all-star in 2015. We kept saying that, like, <laughs> right. We kept saying that, like, yeah, Marvin Gonzalez, I love the move in 2015, you know. But what did Brian Cashman see in him that he knew that he could come up here and contribute? He could, could come over here and contribute to this team. I think you made a great point about addition by subtraction because mm. I was trying to think the other day, what's different about this team? than past years and you can say like donaldson and you can say guys like carpenter but if you really think about it every team every good team has you know guys like donaldson that come in and kind of shake things up will produce here and there whatever great defensively every team has a guy like carpenter who comes up and it's lightning in a bottle and Mm -hmm. you know whatever but what's different about this team and for me it's like not watching Gary Sanchez strike out with the bases loaded and two outs in the ninth inning in a one run ball game. Like those things. And I'm sorry. I love Gardy. I'm sorry oh. to you, SGR. Love him. Yeah, I love the guy. I'd still take him over Hicks. Okay. Elite Walker, bro. But He's maybe, maybe uh-huh. not having Brett Gardner anymore. Gary Sanchez striking out. Gary Sanchez not being able to keep balls in front of him. Maybe those things are what is different and not so much the guys that are here in construction. Luke Voigt. Uh-huh. Luke, Voigt. Yeah. Luke Voigt. Yeah, that's a big one too. Just think of the defensive difference because of those two replacements of Gary Sanchez everybody, and Luke Voigt. Everybody says this team catches the ball better. They play better defense. Look who's not here this year. Yeah. And Glaber is not a shortstop. Very, you took the words right out of my mouth. Glaber <laughs> Torres is a much more competent second baseman than he will than he ever was at shortstop. And he's actually, you can even go as far as to say that this year he's proving how skilled he is over there because he's been pretty phenomenal at second base. Yeah, he's had his moments here and there where you see you see short. He's always Glaber, gonna but... he's always gonna have a brain fart. He's never yeah, gonna be a hundred percent locked in mentally like that. I trust him. Glaber. I trust him in, at second base. But you're watching a guy who said, I need to change shit now mm-hmm. and show the player who I am. And you watch it. You're looking at a completely different player than you have the last couple of years. Yeah, he deserves. He deserves. a. The, I think if any player deserves sort Players. of an apology from the fan base, you got to say right now it's Glaber Torres. Well, right? I'm not going to say yes to that only because he deserved to be doubted. It's not like we didn't give him enough right. time, right? He well, broke through yeah. the scene. And you're the one of the top prospects in all of baseball coming up. You can't just disappear for two years. This is my you know? big problem. I've said it before. It my big problem with Glaber Torres was he was so bad last year yeah. that he caused him alone 
caused all the angst that we went through as Yankee fans sure. in the offseason. Because if he if he gets the shortstop job last year and he plays even he even plays okay. He's even okay out there. Okay. The thought does uh huh. The thought <laughs> of us go having to go out there and get a shortstop doesn't even enter your mind. Yeah. Right. I, I look I'll apologize was, to say I didn't think he had it in him anymore. Like I thought he was done. Yeah, I completely. thought he was done. Did he so, have what do you have? Nine home runs or six six or nine home runs last year? I think nine. Yeah, he's over it now. I think he's, oh, he's, he's got he, like eleven or twelve. Yeah, he's got year. eleven. He has eleven home runs already this year. He's come up in he's come up in a couple of key spots. Yeah, he's driven in nine. runs. I mean nine last uh, year, he's up to twelve this year. Twelve. He's got 12 yeah, because he had two, right? He had he had fifty one ribbies last year. He has twenty eight already this year. So Wild. he's you know, you gotta credit you gotta give Blair Torres credit. I mean is the pace he's on this year? Is that a top prospect franchise changing player pace? No, but for what this team needs him to be, I think it's adequate. Whereas last year, Chris, we mm. sat here and we talked about is this guy fucking washed up at 25 years old? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I thought he was done. I honestly, I truly believed that he didn't have what it took to be the guy that we expected him to be. And to even just be a fraction of that would have been okay for me at that point because that's how much he disappeared you know this team is and and you really you brian cashman doesn't get any apologies from me today on june 13th i'm i'm ecstatic that the team is 44 and 16 that they're the best team in baseball right now but there's two things that still need to happen july 31st is going to be here before we know it this team needs help we talked about it last week this team is going to need help. You, it, If the Yankees are continuing on this pace, you still cannot sit there and do nothing at the trade deadline. Aaron Hicks and Joey Gallo, who have been better recently, they have been better recently. I'm not going to say that they haven't been, but something's happening outside. Okay. But you still, this team still needs help in the outfield. You can't go into a postseason series with both these guys in your lineup. It just can't happen. Okay. Well, then, you know it's going to be Gallo. You know it's not going to be Hicks. Hicks isn't going to go anywhere. You have to improve somewhere. Okay. If it if Hicks, yeah, Hicks is going to stay because he's got the contract. Gallo is a free agent at the end of the year. So if you just have to pick your poison in that situation, uh, you have to go and get yourself an outfielder. I thought I, I heard an outfielder was just DFA'd recently. That might be available. Well, we'll get to that. We can get to that too if you want to. Righty, too. They could. That's what I was thinking. If they are going to add anybody, I think it'll be a right-handed outfielder. Uh, they got to go get Andrew. Andrew Benintendi is the guy that they should target. They, yeah, I agree. Yeah, but but you got to think though, if if Gallo's still on this team, then he's gonna he's gonna take that spot. He can sit on the bench and collect fucking dust for all I care, huh? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, he's been better. I don't want to. Look, it's hard to say these things about these guys that they've been playing, but does anybody think that Joey Gallo is all of a sudden going to revert and become a guy that get, that gets on in a 440 clip and he's going to hit 40 home runs? No, I'd be shocked. Him. But don't you think don't you think Joey Gallo could be the kind of guy when he gets up in the postseason, he just makes contact and he has I, a really uh, big moment I, for them? He, you he has the potential. Uh, uh, gun to your head. Do you trust him? If, if, Joe, if the World Series is on the line and Joey Gallo is up, do you trust him? I mean, no. I... 
I trust that it's going to be a, it's either going to be a home run or a strikeout. So in those, in that, in that way, he could be the kind of guy you want up if you're down two with two outs. Okay. Two yeah, on, what, what, two, on two outs. <laughs> God, would you even give him over. a 10? Would you even give him 10% on the, on the oh, home run? God. 90, not, yeah. What you need the, the uh, well, they have that now. They have, they have the percentages uh, that pop yeah, up on you Apple watch the TV. Game on Apple. Yeah. That's great. Uh, yeah. I love got it. a 1% chance, but it's still, you're saying there's a chance. And uh-huh. he, it's kind of like the Higashioka Sanchez argument that, that we have on here. You'd, you'd take Sanchez over Higashioka because of the off chance of that he's going to, you know, hit a home run. So Gallo still has that power. But, I mean, if there's a better option out there, I just don't think that the move would be to get a Benintendi or a lefty because that's, uh-huh. that's the guy right now. If, if this postseason started tomorrow that you had a questionable player that could get taken out of the lineup, it would be Gallo. I still think that this team is going to need help in the bullpen. Yes, I think the Yankees that's for sure. the move. That's the move. That's I mean, I don't. Realistic. I know everybody's like, "Let's go get Ian Happ." There's two guys on the Cubs that you could probably get right now if you wanted them, and I, and you know, I I'm sure the team loves Kyle Agashioka. Mm. <sighs> I can't, I can't have him starting postseason games. No, at all, like ever. Should not even and, come close to it. And and I love Jose Trevino, but at the same time, is this a guy that is can can catch 110 games a year? I don't know, but I'm at least willing to give Trevino. But if the you're going to go out there, to, if you're going to go out there and, and get uh, Contreras from the Cubs, like I want the Yankees to do, Jose Trevino's the backup. Yeah, and I think Jose Trevino, you know, retains his magic he's got going on more if he's a backup than he is exposed to the pitching every day. Yeah, right, because that's going to be a problem too, Chris, is that we've seen this with Kyle Gashioka. When he started to play every day, he, we saw that he wasn't a Major League Baseball player, that he wasn't a starting player in this league. And, he, and this year he's proven that he doesn't even belong in the league. So if we start – Giving Jose Trevino 60, 70% of the games, which he should play right now, because Absolutely. that's how much better he is than Kyle Gashioka. Is that magic going to start to wear off? Could. You know, is it, I mean, is it better to go out there and get Wilson Contreras and play Trevino twice a week? So then, is Where, it the smart move to, to have Trevino be the locked in starter right now? Let him play up until that deadline, and then you can kind of have a better. I don't have a problem Look on with that. that. Answer, Absolutely you know, not. That's yeah. something that that really Because what's the better option <laughs> if they're what's really your, considering that? Yeah, and we well, have what's your alternative? Higashioka splits time with him? I'm not okay with that. Not only has he not earned it, but Trevino has earned the spot. Right. At this point. Yeah. And it's, there's an Higashioka old friend. has lost it and Trevino has earned it. Yeah. There's an old friend in that Chicago bullpen who's pitching really well this year and I Rob. think the the Yank D Rob Part Three, why not okay. trilogy? Okay, I'll take it, man. Well, it's like Star wanna, Wars, and, okay. And I'm sure, I'm sure the people in the chat, everybody listening, will come up with a hundred different names that they think are better than 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 uh, David Robertson, and you might be right. But here's why I trust David Robertson because I've seen him do it mm. in the big spot. Mm-hmm. I got time for guys that have balls on that mount. You know that there's no situation that's going to be too big for David Robertson. And there's and no I'm one trying, still on that team, right? From when he kind of left with a little bad blood 
with the uh, player option players. Oh, I completely, I forgot the about player, that. You know, he, he they kind of left on bad terms with how did I don't even know what that really he was. voted player not to give a club, one of the clubhouse guys a share or something. Uh, yeah. I, for, ah, I forgot about true it is anyway. I forgot about I, that. Was, but I mean, I honestly, dude, if you're trying to win a World Series, I think people can get right. over that. And how many of those people are even still? With and who really cares about the clubhouse guy? <laughs> right. <laughs> he, maybe he didn't deserve. Let me know his name. Right, we don't even know his name. No, yeah, uh-huh. I don't know. I know he just left. He left on kind of bad terms with the players. <laughs> the players. But I'm saying you you need a guy in that bullpen. You need probably two guys in that bullpen because you're not getting Chad Green back. You don't a role this Chapman, I think, is going to be starting a rehab soon. You don't trust you cannot trust this guy. He can based on what we've seen from Clay Holmes, he cannot close. A role as Chapman cannot be the closer anymore. No, you owe, no. You owe him. And here's the He's thing: not. you don't have to to baby him or or placate his ego. He's out the door at the end of the year. If he doesn't like taking the demotion, fucking get rid of him, trade him, eat the money, and just deal with it. You don't need you don't need these bad eggs in the clubhouse, and that's why I you know do the Yankees need Domingo Herman the pitcher? Yeah, they do need Domingo Herman the pitcher. For what he can be for this club, they need him. But do I want him in the clubhouse right now? No. No. Not really. You know, the closing role is an, is another job that wasn't like, okay, so Trevino, right? He's not just the starting catcher by default. It's not just like Higashioka sucked and so... Trevino's just a better option, right? He, what I mean by he's earned it is that he didn't just fall into the, into it by default. Same thing goes for Clay Holmes. It's not just like he's in that role by default because Chapman sucked and then got hurt. He earned he's earned it. The guy has been fucking phenomenal. Right. It's like Gio Urshela taking the job from Andujar. Right. So you can't come back. And then say, okay, but it's Chapman's job. I mean, you were just here because he wasn't pitching well and, and you know, he got hurt. No, this is now Clay Holmes' job to lose. And I'll tell you what, if he does lose it, which we better pray he doesn't, Chapman's not even on the list of people I'm willing to give it back to. I mean, he would have to be at that point. I mean, who else would you give it to? I don't know. He would get first crack at it. If he would get first home. crack. My I mean, point is that's how bad crack. he's been. So if he comes what? back and Clay Holmes has done nothing to show that he doesn't deserve to be there and they give it back to Chapman. That's a bad move. You're watching a team that just doesn't care. There's no other way to put it. That'll be an interesting. Um, it's an it's an unserious topic, move. You're unserious. It's an about unserious move. You're unserious about winning the World Series if you just hand the role as Chapman the job. Now, if Clay Holmes goes out there for a two-week stretch and he starts giving up runs and, and blowing games, okay, fine. I have no problem with that. But for right now, let's say if a role as Chapman came back tomorrow mm-hmm. and he gets the first save opportunity, that's wrong. That's absolutely wrong because I think we've seen enough out of him to know where that, where that movie, how that movie might end. It might end Dr. differently out to yourself. Uh-huh. Get Sophia, hi. Make sure you watch next week. Daddy's going to be on the show. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. He, he's going to trigger. He's going to trigger Chris. All right. So that'll be fun uh, to watch. Okay. Uh-huh. 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 So 
Uh, anyway. Now, so you're not apologizing to Brian Cashman, okay? No, he could still ask my day. It's still an SMD tour for me. Okay. So, and that's the, so there's, as I was saying, there's two things that Hal Hill earned the apology. One, fortify this team at the trade deadline. Do not stand pat because that's just not okay. doing your job. Okay. This team, we said it and we'll say it again and then we'll move on. This team has an unprecedented opportunity in front of itself where it's going to most likely 90%, I can say with certainty, be the best team in the American League when the season closes, when the regular season is over. Don't leave any stone unturned. Make sure this team has the best possible opportunity to win a World Series, and that includes making trades at this trade deadline. You need an outfielder. You need a bull, You need bullpen help. Good night. Yeah. She said good night. My little cousin said good night. So good night. Okay. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Here's, here's my guy that I think they should target. I'm looking at the Washington Nationals because they're terrible this year. Okay. I'm Juan going, Soto. Okay. I'm going for Juan Soto. No, for a bullpen arm, I'm looking at my boy Carl Edwards Jr. You know the, that is the NASCAR race guy. He is no no relation, just same name. Uh, but he's he's a reliever. He was on that Cubs World Series team, so he's he was. got he's got nice okay. postseason experience. He's got a pitch into a two hundred eight this year. Somebody that SGR is targeting. Okay, at the deadline. Okay. And here's how you get the second. Here's how you get the big apology. I might actually send flowers to Yankee Stadium. I will send. In fact, I will send a fucking bouquet right. to his office if this happens. How about you have to do a whole podcast with a flower in your ear? I will do that. I will okay. gladly do that. Okay. Podcast, flower in the air. Okay. We'll send a bouquet we'll a of roses. Floral to his arrangement. Office. Okay. Okay. We'll get the corsage. Okay. <laughs> this team's hanging a fucking championship banner. Okay. Fuck. Right. Yeah, dude. Yes. I Fuck. Will, yes. You can. I will get down on my knees on this show and. Whoa. And. Took <laughs> a turn. Took a turn. And, and, and we'll take a break. Better. A word from our sponsors. I will say that I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, I agree, man. I'll oh, wear the sure. I'll wear the flower. I'll do too. the whole fucking podcast. It'll be flowers, <laughs> flowers for Brian. Yeah. Because if this is if this is truly flowers his master plan, if this was truly Brian's his master song. plan, and he did everything that he wanted to do, and they win the World yeah. Series, yeah, I will I will gladly yeah. apologize. Well, it's uh, and then he and then I will say it's too late to apologize, and I'll sing it. <laughs> And I'm gonna do the whole podcast uh, singing that song. But I'll, I'll record a whole version of that if they win the World Series. Nice. You guys can disagree with me, okay? Okay. It's up to you to disagree with me or not. Okay. Thank you. There's what? <laughs> There's somebody who we're gonna get very angry with in a minute. Who's as important to this team's success as anybody? Yeah. And I don't. And I will. I'll die on that hill. Yeah. Ace Garrett Cole. If he's non-existent, this team has a going to have a hard time trying to win the World Series. For sure. You can. There's two guys. Maybe, maybe there's more, but there's two guys that have to be the best versions of themselves in order for this team to win a World Series. And that's Garrett Cole and Aaron Judge. And anybody that has a negative thing to say about Aaron Judge, please go play in traffic. Please. This guy has yeah, been... At a minimum. So, I don't even have words. I don't even think that there's words in the English language 
to describe how good Aaron Judge has been this year, okay? It has been a fucking joy to watch this guy play baseball day in and day out. Not only is Aaron Judge hitting at an elite level, Aaron, first of all, I don't care. This is not hyperbolic. He's the best player in Major League Baseball today. I, I've been saying it for a week now. It is, it is not debatable right now. He is the best player in Major League Baseball. Because not only is he, is he hitting at an MVP clip, okay, playing at, when he's got that bat in his hand, playing like the best player in the world, this guy just casually, casually like, yeah, you guys don't want to pay me? Watch this. Now I'm going to be the best fucking center fielder in the league too. Mm. I'm sure there's Did you see him lay that, out for that ball? Yeah, I saw him lay out for that ball the fucking other day. Fucking wild. I'm sure there's uh, other honestly. guys that are there's other guys that are better than defensively, but the fact that he's a very good center fielder after not playing yeah. it since college, and he's basically like on a whim as a fuck you to the Yankees to prove how good he is that he's doing right. this. The best player in the world is Aaron Judge. Okay. Damn, man. Yeah. Yeah, I fucking love that, dude. That just it's, pumped it's me up. It's impressive when you put into all that when you put that all into perspective and you see what he's doing on the year that he's doing and how important that is for his future. It's it, that that's a lot. And to do it in New York, that's a lot of pressure, dude. You, I might even feel, I would probably feel this way if they left him in right field and it's not even and people are like, Oh, well, Hicks is still Hicks plays left field. Hicks is the center fielder. He plays left <laughs> field every day because that's how good Aaron judges. This guy's not played yeah. center field in 10 years. since He's been in college. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't want to hear a goddamn thing about Mike Trout. Go, go scratch Mike Trout, okay? No, honestly, he is, he is scratched. Honestly, man, Trout, Trout's legacy is quickly turning into something the polar opposite of what it should be. This dude just cannot stay healthy. Oh, and it's still these uneducated people are like Aaron Judge is fine. Aaron Judge has always been healthy, okay? He's always been healthy. You jabronis just can't get it out of your thick heads that he missed all that time in 2018 because somebody threw a fucking baseball at his hand. He's not, he yeah. plays like a machine, but guess what? He's still made of bones. They will break if you throw a 95 mile an hour fastball at his wrist, okay? Mm -hmm. So he missed time. He will break a rib if he, he is six what, what did Aaron Boone say he's six fucking seven so sometimes if he dives he will hurt himself okay mm -hmm. yeah but out if you take out the broken wrist nobody ever brings up his health because there's nothing to no. talk about no because I don't even remember the, the shoulder it, it's it's he played through it in 2017 it's in the past Aaron Judge is an elite player. We people always uh, I we, you want to bring up old takes? Oh, oh Mitch Garver, not Mitch. What the hell is that guy? Should name? trade him. Uh, what the hell is uh, the dude's yeah. name out? In, out Mitch in Moreland? No, not Mitch Moreland. That's a baseball. Ryan, player. who's the the German guy? Max Kepler. I had a oh, he's Max, Max Kepler's better than Aaron Judge. Remember, Met yeah. fans uh, told you that Michael yeah. Conforto was better than Aaron yeah. Judge. They'll still, they wanted to tell you this coming into this year that Pete Alonzo is better than Aaron Judge. <laughs> yeah. Pete Alonzo. Out of the guys playing Major League Baseball today, today, nobody's oh. better than Aaron Judge. No Quote one. me on it. Quote, Quote me on you. It. All right. Quote him on that. You so me on that. there's two guys. 
that have to play to the top of their abilities. And right now, Aaron Judge is playing. They need to create a league for him because he doesn't belong in this one. He's so good. Mm. Garrett Cole, on the other hand, things are a little bit different with him. Okay. This guy was brought here to do one thing and one thing only, and that's be the best pitcher in the league. Be one of the top two or three best pitchers in the entire sport. He's been far from it. Okay. Nobody's going to, nobody's been hopping on the cold train more than I have, and I'm not off it yet. Okay. I'll be the first to admit it. I'm also going to be fair about it. This guy has had been uneven in, in a word, uneven as a Yankee. He goes out there. He nearly pitches the perfect game is, uh, in his previous start. Last start against Minnesota, I, I've never seen anybody as good as him pitch that poorly. That You yeah. want to talk about a guy with yeah. the talent that Garrett Cole has, that he was that bad on Minnesota, against Minnesota? I was, I was, I told you guys, I thought he was hurt. I it, I needed a reason for him to be that bad. Because if he, if he is not hurt, if there wasn't something wrong with him, the Yankees have a major problem that, that, that he has that in him. And it's not even that he went out there and he gave up three consecutive home runs in the first inning. That's terrible in of itself. Joey Gallo of all people erases that for you. You take the mound in the second inning, it's a 0-0 game, basically. You give up another fucking three-run home run. Give up like 10 a- more home runs. I mean, you. I hold guys. I hold, there's, certain, there's certain guys you hold to certain standards, and Garrett Cole has to be held up to here, okay? If Jamison Tyone or Jordan Montgomery or anybody else does what Garrett Cole did on – what was that? That was the middle game of the series, I think. Or I don't remember what game it was. Whatever game it was. And he pulls, they pull that shit. You, you, it's, it sucks, right? But at the end of the day, it's like, eh, whatever. This is a, that was a performance that can change your outlook on how well this team is going to do this year. The fact that he had that in him. This is supposed to be your ace. This is a guy you paid right. more money than any pitcher in the yeah. history of the sport to. To deliver you a World Series, and he was an abomination to the fucking to the sport. Yeah, honestly, and, and he's gonna he's gonna be the guy that gets the ball in Game One. This team is good enough to overcome a bad start like that. But then you got to think about you're in the playoffs now. Think about the repercussions of that. You had how, how many innings did he pitch in that game against Minnesota? Did he get through the third inning? I don't know. I, th- I don't think he did. So then you're you're pulling guys earlier. He's not going that ace six innings at least. And now your whole series has changed. Even if you win that game, it's still that was the final game in the series, right? I believe it was. Oh, yeah, it was the final. So there's more than just yeah. winning and losing there as the ace. You got to get be- some length. Before we continue on with this conversation with Cole, though, that was a, the Yankees won that game again. Yeah. That's how you. That's how you can right. tell this is a different team because there's no way, no in hell, the Yankees survived that type of performance from Garrett Cole last year. They fucking won the game. And who built Joey Gallo and Aaron Hicks were the guys that bailed them out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they'll win any way possible, like you said. But here's my thing with Cole, and it's it's getting to a point where it's extremely concerning. Because as an ace, you should never have to 
hear the question asked, who are you giving the ball to in game one? And that's a question that everyone's been asking for a couple weeks now. You should never have to let it get to that point as an ace. That's the first step. He did. We've been asking the question. But it takes a lot as an ace for people to say, no, someone else deserves the ball in game one. So so despite his underwhelming performances, we've still said he still gets the ball in game one. To me, after the last start, with what this rotation has been doing, we are now at a point where if you ask me who gets the ball game one, right now, if the playoffs started right now, my answer is you better not even think to give it to Garrett Cole. That is not the person who who gets it. I don't care what you're getting paid. You got paid because of previous performances that you've earned that money. You are not getting paid to then go out and fail them for me. Okay, your paycheck does not determine, in my opinion, your paycheck does not determine what role you play. The role you've played leading up to that paycheck is what determines the value of the paycheck. But just because you're Garrett Cole making $34 million a year does not mean that I sit down and automatically give you the ball in game one of a playoffs. No, no matter what you've done, just because I'm writing you the biggest check, that's fucking asinine to me. Mm-hmm. Right now, at this current moment, I'm not saying this won't change or couldn't change because I highly expect it to. Garrett Cole is not the person I'm giving the ball to game one, and that's a really, really big problem for this team. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm still, I'm still I mean, going to give him the ball. No, I'm. St- I mean, honestly, I need to. I. Uh, it's so you hard. You can't to justify it. I just. I've fucking been on record as saying I have no ammunition to fight anybody that says they don't want to give him the ball in game one. But I can't start a playoff series with him on the bench. I can't do it unless unless this is who he is now, and he goes out there and he's got a 13 year right, Then obviously, yeah, he's not getting the ball. But if he's going to continue this up and down shit that he does, it, it's just going to be hard to 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 send that message because then we we talked about the one thing that more so than anything else that we don't that we worry about with him is his mental makeup. If you don't give him the ball in game one, you might as not well as fucking start him at all. Right, Fine. and then and then you got to think about too the the narrative that would be attached. To that is that really the narrative you want driven behind this this playoff run? Because that's what it'll be. It's all anyone will talk about. Garrett Cole not getting the ball in game one tonight. I care about one thing, and I care about yeah. this team putting out the best possible configuration to win a ball game. And if we're talking about the importance of a game one. Nothing else matters than giving the ball to the guy who's been consistently great for this team. Right now, Garrett Cole, I'm not naming, I'm not appointing anyone to take his place in game one. Mm-hmm. All I'm saying is Garrett Cole has been the least consistent pitcher to take the ball. He's been Again, the worst pitcher I don't on expect the that, this year, okay? I don't expect that uh-huh. to, to continue. I really don't. We all know Garrett Cole gets off to rough starts. This is... Uh... Yeah, I mean, look, it's usually 12 games. How many games has Garrett Cole started this year? I don't know. Ask your mom. My mother doesn't have a television. Not not Ryan's mom, your mom. Okay. Uh, he has started 12 games this year. Okay, there you go. There's your 12th. 
Now Garrett Cole better show up. Uh, tomorrow against the Rays would be a hell of a fucking place to start. Great time to start, sure. man. Don't know if anyone told you, Garrett, but tomorrow's a good time to turn it around. So it perturbed me a little bit on, on Friday night when uh, I saw Garrett Cole having fun in the dugout because I'm still mad at him. Okay, I'm mad at him. You give up five home runs in a game. Okay, you need to be bailed out. You shouldn't be, you know, smacking Nestor Cortez's ass. And not only am I upset over it, I'm sure his wife was probably upset over it. I'm actually wondering what that conversation must have been like when Garrett got home on Friday yeah. and, and Amy asked him, what were you doing? Smacking Nestor yeah, Cortez's look, ass. Look, Amy, it's, it's a sportsmanship thing. It's just a, it's a clubhouse thing. It's something we do to cheer the guys on. I, I smack it. Uh, I pack it, you know, and that's that. And Amy, you can't spell Amy Cole without ace. And I'm your ace, Amy, please. He's not your ace, please. Oh, oh, he's your ace. Oh, he's your ace. Oh, he's does your that, ace. Is that how she cucks him? Does she does she walk around and just put be like, oh, Nestor, my ace. Ryan, have you been working on that? Because that was phenomenal. Bro. That was phenomenal. That was, dude. Yeah, I've been I've been listening to it. He's, he's got, you know, kind of just a monotone Kermit the Frog a little bit in there. <laughs> uh, and, you know, you kind of just stay right here. You go up a little bit at the end because you're a little That's bit good, deeper dude. now, which is yeah, you're capturing deeper. him really well. Yeah, I, I this is it. somber. Really? This is somber. Garrett Cole, not too happy with how I've been pitching, but it's early and, you know, 12 starts in. I'm ready to lock in against Tampa tomorrow. <laughs> you know, it's my time to shine now and then to prove Chris wrong. <laughs> like I always do. <laughs> Amy. Oh wow, that was uh, that was something else. There. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, okay, All right, back to you. Back to okay, Minko, okay. okay. you got a report? Yes, boys. This tonight, uh, tonight, game five of the NBA Finals kicking off tonight. Let's <laughs> take a look at the score. We got the Boston Celtics currently trailing the uh, Golden State Warriors sixteen to twenty six after quarter one. Back to you guys in the studio. Thank you, Thank you. Is it really game five tonight? Yes. Yeah, NBA <laughs> final. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But, I mean, not to belabor the point, uh, something, something, I mean, what are we watching here? Are we watching a guy that's, that is just not the guy we thought we signed? Are we going to, are we wait, are you still waiting to, for him to, to turn something on here? Because, I'm going to be honest here. A lot of my hope in this guy is based on what he represents to this team. Okay. The, if, if he was just anybody else pitching like if, if he was AJ Burnett, where we, he, he is AJ Burnett right now. Like for, for, uh, if you want to say it's a terrible comparison, but AJ Burnett would pitch like the best pitcher in the world that some days. And then other days he couldn't get out of his own way. And he was out of the game in the third inning. That's kind of, we've seen that from Garrett Cole this year. That's not good company you want to keep if you were brought here to be the savior of this team. Here's so, so for me, sorry to cut you off, but for me to finish this point here, for me to, to, to really feel like this team 
has everything it needs in place to win the World Series this year. I need ace Garrett Cole. I need Garrett Cole, baby. I need that fucking mm-hmm. guy, man. If he's not that guy, what are we talking about here, Chris? Because I don't think, honestly, you could say, we said this team had five aces last week, but he's the ace of the aces right here. I'm, you can disagree with me all you want, but if if we're going into the postseason where you, you can't trust Garrett Cole, if he's pitched to a four- in a half year array this year, that's gonna that's gonna determine how confident I am in this team. And if he goes out there and bombs in the ALDS, how, how do you feel confident this team can win a World Series? Him more so than anybody else in his staff needs to be the best pitcher on the fucking planet right now. Yeah, I don't disagree with that at all. I think it's one hundred percent true. But my biggest thing, I've been trying to figure out, like. All right, I love Garrett Cole, the competitor. I love the dude who tells Aaron Boone to sit the fuck down because he's not coming out of a game. I love that guy. But I've noticed that like with other pitchers that you fall in love with, it's very easy to defend them. And for me, I'm having such a difficult time defending Garrett Cole. And I think I've boiled it down to the fact that I don't know if he... How can I word this? Garakol needs to learn a little humility, I feel like. And he's had plenty of opportunities to this season so far. I feel like when Garakol's leaving the mound after a game like the other night, an ace needs to sit down and admit to himself he is not only the worst pitcher on the staff, but he is completely failing his duties to this team. Did you want him to write that in a letter? No, but I feel like Garrett Cole walks off the mound and kind of almost has this like temper tantrum to a point where he knows what he's supposed to do. It's almost like the whole Billy Crystal thing where he got pissed off that the thing was delayed. Mm-hmm. Right? A champion's answer is not that the the ceremonies took too long and it threw off my Yeah, I don't timing. like the excuses. I'll be well, honest, that's part of it for me. That's part of it for me and that's why I'm leading to leading up to this is I don't think he takes, he doesn't know how to be humbled. And I think that's his biggest issue because he's hitting adversity. Like he never has in his career. I mean, Jesus Christ, I've given up five home runs in a game. Doesn't humble a guy. I don't know what will you got. I don't know, but it needs to change. Lee. And again, this isn't somebody who's living up to this contract this season, but you know, he might not be the ace on the field, but he is living up to that ace role off the field with how he's his presence in the dugout. He's always there with the other pitchers talking. He's the kind of guy even after he from. pitches. Yeah. I mean, even. Yeah. So so that's something that is that's an important role to establish. And he's definitely done that. He's taken on a sure. leadership role in that sense. So that's good. But you got to That's not why you're here. No, I need no. to see a guy come out and wash himself of this bullshit mm, washy, and to washy, and washy. to and to be okay with failing if he doesn't turn it around. Mm-hmm. Just go out there and be Garrett Cole, man. Be fucking Garrett Cole. We're not questioning you as much as you're questioning you. Garrett Cole is in his own head and he needs to get the fuck out. Yeah, oh, that was that was the out. argument. Uh-huh. Uh, a lot of people are saying he's been too fine with his pitching he's trying he's being too selective with where he's putting things and he's not attacking hitters as much as he's probably capable of that's because, so yeah, because uh, he, i mean 
that's the problem. Like everybody wants to say, oh, he sucks because he's not. No, I don't think it has anything to do with spider attack. The stuff is there. The guy has a, he's learned a cutter this year. He's got a hundred mile an hour fastball. He's still got nasty breaking stuff. He's got a good change. I mean, what, uh, what else do you want in his repertoire? It's up here. That's yeah. where his problem is. And if Garrett Cole didn't face anyone and, and shut them down like he did in the past, then I'd say maybe that argument has some credibility. But we've seen the guy at the peak of his game still, even after the spider tech shit. Yeah, it's and again, that was his first inning. He can't get out of it's when he's bad, it's that first I inning said it. right away. Yeah, we were talking more about even it in the game week. when he dominated before this last game, he still had a shaky yeah, first was, inning. Remember, yeah, he, he wasn't was, throwing strikes. He was struggling to find something that was Did working. Did we open for him? him? Did we pull uh Davey Garcia for him? Oh, <laughs> Do we do a little happy app? little happy part two happy feet so i mean this is a big test coming up for the yankees now the next 13 mm -hmm. games it's tampa toronto tampa houston these are the teams with the second third and fourth best winning percentages in the american league so yeah everybody that's like oh the yankees don't play good teams well they're not going to get any better than what they're playing this in these next two weeks yep. even if the yankees go seven and six they did their job right here. You don't what you don't need to see happen in this next stretch is for them to to go backwards. So even if they play even a game which they can because it's 13, but if they play a game up, they did their they did their job. Mm -hmm. Because think about it, if you're going into the postseason, you don't have to play 700 baseball to win the World Series because you win a series. Three to two, you win a series four to three. So you're you can win you can win uh, the World Series being on a stretch where you're only playing three games over five hundred, right? People don't realize that. So you don't have to be gangbusters against good teams. You need to play them well, win a couple of series, and just keep progressing here. Mm -hmm. That's all they have to do. They can't go out here in the next couple of games. You're going to be home against Tampa. You owe Tampa, okay? Tampa went. You had a chance to really put your necks on Tampa down in down in the circus tent. Now they're coming here. They're not really as good as they've been the past couple of years. Not based on what I've seen out of them. You need to go out there and take this series. You have Nestor Cortez and Garrett Cole going in this series. There's no reason why the Yankees shouldn't be looking at going for a fucking sweep on Thursday. Okay, if Garrett Cole is going to now take this step. If he's going to be the guy that we need to be to win a World Series, you go out there, you pitch seven and a third, you give up a run, you strike out fucking 13 guys, you put that game in the bank, and you go home with a win. Nestor Cortez, okay, are we might maybe are we going to see a little bit of regression? Probably. I mean, as much as I love the guy and think that think that he is now a solidified piece of this rotation, he wasn't going to pitch through a one five ERA all year. It just wasn't going to happen. But right. go out there, pitch a winning ball game. Give me a quality start against them. Win the game. That's how. And then you move. And then you might have a little bit of a tough trip up in Toronto and, and Tampa. Go three and three. Come home. You're playing four games against. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Against against the Astros. If you split the series, that's seven and six. How hard was that? It wasn't. And then you go and you actually finish the stretch a game closer to being 30 games over 500 than when you started. It's not, it, it, we're not, I'm not asking them to go 10 and three. I'm not asking them to play 700 ball, but don't take the step back now. You're going to have a swoon. Everybody, it's going to happen. 
But this is an important test for the Yankees to really measure themselves. And if you go seven and six, that I think that was a that's a good stretch right there. I don't need I don't I do I want more? Am I going to be greedy and 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 want a ten and three stretch of nine? Yeah, of course. I'm going to want them to win every series, but right. don't finish this stretch under five hundred. Now, especially because the, the way they started, I think they were saying during the game last night that even if they went. 500 the west of the rest of the way they would still have 95 wins yeah they don't have to yeah they don't have to play much better than 500 they really don't have to play much better than 500 throughout the course of the reg rest of the season to win 100 games and look man they're not they're they're at the doorstep of being 30 games over 500 like what two better guys to take the ball and, and solidify that and then you go out. See, here's my th- here's my issue with putting a number on what I what I'm okay with. If we're just looking at it, f- you know, before going into anything like we are seven and six. Of course, I'm agreeing with you, but it can't be like two games where Nestor and fucking uh, Cole are, are dominating, and then they have a chance to sweep, and it's the most winnable game in the world, and they blow it. Like, I can't have losses like that either. I'll take seven and six, but they better be hard fought and they better be fucking mm-hmm. competitive games. That's mainly what I'm focused on because I feel that when this team stays competitive and stays awake, it's tough to have them go seven and six, man. It's tough that they would only have one more win than they do loss in that 13 game stretch because this team is that good. And this is a not only is, a, is this a big test for the Yankees. This is a big test for Garrett Cole, man. Hell he's gonna yeah. get. He's gonna get Tampa. He's lined up to. He's gonna get Tampa twice, I believe, because I think he's gonna miss Toronto. He's gonna get Tampa twice and the Houston Astros. If you come out, if Garrett Cole goes on a on a bender here, where he's he pitches twenty two innings, gives up two runs, and strikes out forty guys in that stretch. Yeah, let's go, man. This is then that the guy. He's here. If he goes out there and he gets roughed up in one of these, even if he gets him roughed up in one of these games, the doubt is still going to be there. It's going to get, it's going to grow. You know, the doubt's going to be there for people regardless of what he does in these next three games. But this, this is almost Garrett Cole's postseason. The Yankees are not going to get, obviously, that's Garrett Cole's postseason is going to start in October. But this is like, the Yankees are not going to go on a stretch like this for the rest of the season. I don't think so, that they're going to have 13 games against four. Uh, teams and three, 20 but, games straight total right so this is where Garrett mm. Cole's got to make his money right now and really go out there and and stamp the entire season the Yankees if the Yankees go out there and and re, and dominate these next 13 games we could be looking at a situation where we're not even at July 4th and the, the regular season is basically washed out because the Yankees are just that far ahead of everybody else yeah and Garrett Cole's going to be a big part of that he's going to take the ball three times in this stretch right he so if we're looking at a situation where the Yankees are going to, we're okay with them winning seven games. That means Garrett, to me, for me to be okay with that, Garrett Cole's got to win three of those fucking games and not, and not, oh, he gave up four runs in six innings and the Yankees outscored the other. No, he's got to be fucking Garrett Cole. I need, I need the next three starts out of Garrett Cole to be ace Garrett Cole starts. Well, Garrett Cole has. I, I need this. I the, fucking need this. I'm telling the you. The expectation I need this. that surrounds okay? Garrett. I fucking need it. The expectation that surrounds Garrett Cole forces this to be a situation where he has to give us enough consistent 
ace-like dominant Garakol performances for us to forget that we even doubted him. That's why he can't have two out of three right now that are dominant. No, he needs to go on a run here where we forget that we even doubted him, which he's more than capable of doing. And then if he has a blunder, we can say, yeah, but that's just, that's an anomaly at this point. Garrett Cole's been dominant. Instead, if he goes one, if he, if he blows one of these three games, we're going to just keep looking at it as we're not going to get the consistent guy that we need. I cannot sit down. I cannot watch a game tomorrow where the Yankees take their first turn at bat trailing with him on the mound. No, that yeah. cannot have, that cannot happen tomorrow. I mean, if Garrett Cole, Garrett Cole's a competitor, we can all say that whether you love the guy or you hate him, he's a competitor, right? There's got to be something inside of him that wakes up now. The fans, there, there, there are enough people like me that still fucking love this guy and want this guy to be the part, a big solution to the problem of them not winning a World Series since 2009. Wake the fuck up, man, and just, and just be that fucking guy tomorrow. I, I, I'm telling you, like, I need that. I'm going to be fucking, if the Yankees lose tomorrow and it's because of him, I'm going to be devastated. I really am because then I'm going to really, for me to really start to sit there and doubt who this guy is now, if he doesn't pitch a winning ball game tomorrow, that's going to hurt me as a fucking fan because yeah. now, now how I feel about this team today, even, one loss does, shouldn't really change your opinion on it. But if the loss becomes because he shit the bed again, it's going to make me really – it's going to ruin my enjoyment of the first 60 games of this season because now I have to sit here and worry about whether the guy we're paying to be the ace of the staff, to be the guy that we're not supposed to worry about, now I have to fucking worry about him. Right, and it sets the tone for this set of games that they're about to play. you got to come Hell out yeah. and Big time. assert yourselves. Okay, so set the tone, okay? Okay, like the Yankees are already. We know the Yankees are going to be without Josh Donaldson tomorrow because he lost his appeal for the Jackie for the Jackie shit. Okay, oh, I'm standing. <laughs> you know, that's an you know Tim Anderson, uh, such a you yeah, know such a such a great guy, such okay. a great guy. Rumor, uh, apparently, he knocked up somebody that wasn't his wife. You know, we are going to start banging. Okay. Uh, yeah, the Black Sox scandal. Okay, of a uh, hundred years later. Okay, have anniversary. Okay. <laughs> so, all right. So that's neither. I mean, that's neither here nor there. It's just interesting that interesting. The, it's just interesting. Also interesting since you did bring it up, and we'll we'll kind of close out the show now. Um, Clint Frazier noticeably absent in the series against yeah, the uh, what Yankees. Happened? What happened? What happened? What happened? See what happened was. I don't generally believe in things like karma <laughs> or, 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 but you know, then, then things happen like happened on Friday where he ran his mouth a bit again about the Yankees and people were like, Oh, you were just feeding into the clickbait headline. No, I actually read the article. And of course did the headline make it seem a lot worse than what was actually said. Yes. But Clint Frazier also could have avoided the situation and said, I don't play for the Yankees anymore. I, you know, what happened was in the past. Uh, my focus is on being a Chicago Cub. No, but instead he decided he was going to say that he had the, the Yankees make you into a cookie cutter baseball player. And he's tired. He was tired of having people tell him how to look and blah, blah, blah. And then it just so happened he got designated for assignment. So, I mean, 
Get the fuck out. So you want to talk about, you know, that, you know, that has to be some type of karmic retribution there. It just has mm. to be like, I have to believe that, the, that there was a bigger power. The at baseball gods are looking over. at that, at that point. Okay. So you want to talk, you want to talk about, uh, you said this a couple of weeks ago that Joey Gallo would never play baseball again. I always firmly believe that Gallo would always get another shot. Now I have to believe I would, I have to believe that it would be tough for Clint Frazier to get another shot. Here. Yeah, no, he'll get, he'll get another shot because the, no the one's going to put him on a major league roster right now. No, well, but the reason behind that move was because of Jason Hayward was coming back from injury and they didn't want to DFA Hayward because of all the money he's owed. Uh, so they kind of had no choice. So if there is a team, a bottom feeder team that wants to try him out, I, I think he'll he could be on a major league team. The Pirates. Do you know that he was hitting 216 with zero home runs and one run batted in? Yeah, but I think his last like Ooh. five games, his last five games, he was hitting a little bit better. So all right. So he sucks. All right. He's a bum. Yeah, I mean, I definitely don't <laughs> want to talk the guy up, but I think that there was a little bit more behind it than just him saying I that could have played a part in it, though. Him no, I don't think. The, I don't oh, think. No, I don't think that's why they. Last, last no, the seven, Cubs last didn't seven let games, him go. His last seven games, he's hitting three fifty seven with a five hundred on base. Uh-huh. So is that no, the, listen, the you Cubs want to keep Aaron Hicks. It, yeah, the Cubs just made it fun. <laughs> the Cubs just made it fun. It was good timing. Yeah, good comedic timing by the Cubs. Yes, yeah, it's yeah, a good comedic timing in the first inning when they said when they tweeted out that all Yankee fans think every ball is a home run. Yeah, that was great because, too. Because someone, I think it was Stanton, what right hit one. Yeah, the they rob, track. He didn't even rob him. It wasn't it wasn't going over, but it was a nice catch, I guess. And they proceeded to hit every home. Run. Yeah, then they hit like twenty. <laughs> the the funniest part about that tweet is in the video you can see their pitcher reacting as if he thought the ball was gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then the Yankees uh, proceeded to hit five more home runs in that game. And then how many did they hit yesterday? They hit at least four because Matty Mustache had two, and then Higgy. But the second one doesn't count. Doesn't okay. count. Well, it doesn't, doesn't count. Don't even count. Hour home runs. Like yeah, I mean the slowest pitch ever recorded since, to, since with the home run. I think it was since 2008. Doesn't and I don't count. Be, I don't want to be the buzzkill. Okay, I don't do. want to be the buzzkill, but. I didn't need to see Anthony Rizzo pitch yesterday. Like that was my timeline was like, oh, we're going to can, can Boone put Anthony Rizzo in the pitches. Anthony Rizzo. Why do I need to see that? Like that, no. that that's a novelty. That's something. If it's the, if you're not, that's going what joke, anywhere, that's what jokes of teams do. He's my starting first baseman. I don't need to see him on the no. fucking mound. You know, if you want, if you wanted to trot out, if Tim Castro was still on the team and you wanted to trot him out there, or Aaron Hicks for you want Aaron Hicks yeah. to throw a couple uh, to a couple batters. <laughs> yeah, the expendable I, ones. Not well, fucking, not Anthony Rizzo because yeah, people were telling me well he he throws the ball harder around around the horn than he would to the point. Okay, no. How many ti- how many times would Anthony Rizzo throw the ball around the horn in innings? Twice maximum. Mm-hmm. Do you do opposed- remember the last position player to pitch for the Yankees? Nick uh, Swisher. Was it no. Swisher or no. was it somebody no. in between? More Wade recent, Boggs. More recent. No, it was, a playoff, it was a playoff game against Boston. What? Austin was it Austin Romine? Romine? Yeah, yeah, Austin Romine. Oh, God. Oh, that was 2018. Yeah. Blocked uh, my memory on her. Okay. So that's that. Okay. 
Uh, a couple of shout outs here we have to do before uh, we wrap up here. We we did the family shout outs. Okay. And speaking of family, the OG Patrick, his family grew by one. Uh, he he tweeted, Congrats, he, Pat. he DM'd us. He is a proud, a proud grandpapa of a little baby girl. So congratulations, Patrick. And to your, to, uh, I don't want your fellas. And well, I don't, I don't know if it was his son or his daughter, but whoever had the baby, congratulations to them. Congratulations to your family, the OG, Grandpapa OG. Also, a shout out to Don Sicario, who says that um, he thinks that the entire team should start growing mustaches. Wow. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. This team or the Yankees? The Yankees, uh-huh. okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think people know at this point that you can't. I cannot grow, grow a, mustache. I I a mustache, okay. And yeah. then Brad right. Jewis, our pal, says that it, maybe it has more to do with Aaron Boone's managing than uh, anything that Brian Cashman did for the Yankees' success so far this I'll year. I'll take that. That's I'll take that. Okay. 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 So please, please go to at nyyst underscore podcast. The link is there. Come hang out with the fellows. Come hang out with the entire NYY News TV team. And uh, while we're shouting people out, congratulations to our teammate Gary Sheffield Jr. on his engagement. Yeah, congrats, over the weekend. man. Yeah, okay. congrats, rest bro. In, rest in peace, but also congratulations. Congrats. Okay. Uh, okay. Chris okay. Loves his, Chris is happily married. Okay, so he's not okay. going to chime in on that. Okay. Okay. I'm, okay. I'm also happily, happily married, married but, okay. I'll, but I'll, I'll chime in on it. Okay, because okay. I like to make the joke. Okay. 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 Uh-huh. I had a sales meeting the other day and the guy's pitching was like, Oh, I just got engaged. So if you guys need anything from me, it'll be two weeks uh, before you hear from me. And I was like, rust in peace. And everybody looked at me. I was like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, before we head off, Rasan Thompson, thanks for the super chat. He said second to Christian. I'm the biggest Cole fan. He will be okay. And with that, okay, the jury rests. Okay. Okay. The jury rests. And uh, I think that's everything we got covered. Also, patreon.com slash myyst. Uh, if Garrett Cole blows up tomorrow, you're going to want to be a patron of the NYYST oh, yeah. podcast. Okay? Yes. If not, Shall. I'll probably do a show after the game on Thursday. I usually like to wait until the series is over, the midweek series. But I even said in the uh, in the, the Patreon last week that it didn't it, it did not matter what the outcome of the game was. It just needed to vent about Garrett mm-hmm. Cole's performance. So uh, hopefully there'll be nothing to vent about just high praise for the Yankee ACE tomorrow. Cortez on the mound on Wednesday, as we said, and I believe is it Sevy Sevy's closing out the series on uh, Thursday on Thursday. So it's Coop, uh, Cooper. Easy for me to say Corey Kluber. He's a starting pitcher against Garrett Cole. And then it's McClanahan against Cortez. That should be a fun pitching matchup. Yeah. And then Rasmussen against Sevy. These are all good pitching matchups. But again, hey, if you're if the Yankees are who we think they are, these are games the Yankees should, the Yankees, there should be no reason why the Yankees don't win this series. Okay, all right, all right. All right. okay. So thank you very much for your continued support of the NYYSC podcast. Again, at NYYSC underscore podcast, get your tickets to the event. You get your ticket to the Yankees against the Astros. As of right now, Nasty Nestor is lined up the pitch. So an mm. added fucking bonus, 90 minutes before the game, free. Uh, well, it's not free. You're technically paying for it, but it's included in your ticket. Food and beers. Hang out with the fellas. Hang out with Team NYY News TV. Don't miss next week's show, even though we won't be live for the premiere. Chris will be triggered. 
by another member of my family. So fucking triggered. He'll be on the show. I promised him if he came to the event, he could come on the show. But he had to promise to trigger Chris. Triggering in effect next week. Thank you very much for your continued support. Episode 286 of the NYOSD podcast. SGR. Go Yanks. Chris, say goodbye. Before it hits the front page.